Welcome to Atomic Moms, a modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm Ellie Noss, and since 2014, we've been celebrating and commiserating with world-class experts, best-selling authors, and moms around the world. Okay, y'all, I have some really cool news to share. Remember our recent conversation with Miri of Miri's List, the mom-started nonprofit welcoming refugees? Thank you to all the Atomic Mamas out there who listened to that episode and who voted because Miri's List won $200,000 for their program, Welcome Neighbor. So congratulations to Miri's List. Would you guys agree with me that it is impossible to find a quiet place as a mom? It's impossible, which is why we recorded the episode I'm sharing today in a minivan. You may remember my guest, Emily Price, from our episode on anxiety and transitions together a while back when I was pregnant with Eliza. We were in northern Michigan together at my family's cottage. She's married to my cousin. And it seemed like the perfect opportunity to ask her about vacationing with little kids. We talked to her about her take on free-range parenting, uh, which I'd say is more like a relaxed parenting style, which is extra interesting to me because she is a therapist specializing in anxiety. So here is her bio. Emily Price is a psychotherapist in New York City. She specializes in treating anxiety and trauma and is intensely trained in cognitive behavioral therapy and somatic experiencing. Emily is also an adjunct faculty member at the NYU Silver School of Social Work Online Trauma-Informed Clinical Practice Program. Emily lives in Queens with her dreamy husband and their three young boys. Right now, actually, they went from Michigan to camping in Niagara Falls. You know, things that Adam and I will probably never do. But we get great tips from her on that and about reconnecting with your partner. Okay, everybody, don't forget to check us out on social media at Atomic Moms, Instagram, and Facebook, and join our little Facebook group. That community is really special. All right, here is my minivan conversation with Emily Price. That's what the three leaves are? Yeah. I I think that one's poison yeah, ivy. Yeah, I, I, I would assume it is. Is it really? Yeah, I've never seen such a luscious ivy. poison ivy. Because I was pulling it out and it's all vines. <laughs> Nothing is more Atomic Moms than recording in a minivan. We're staring at the woods and the lake, and I have Emily Price here. And our kids are somewhere yeah, With Emily's people. about to do dinner for about 15 of us. And I was like, well, you got to come do the podcast yes. in your minivan. I was honored. So I have a few things I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Let's start with free-range parenting. Because <laughs> you're much more relaxed about that. You've got three boys. Yes. And you're kind of at peace with the chaos. Yeah. And I, I note you tracking them. You, but I feel like most people don't see that part, and they just they think they need to take over. Oh, tell me about the judgment oh, there. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I guess background is that I specialize in anxiety and trauma, so this is something I read about, I work with all day, and I've learned that I'm a very anxious person, and so I think of the worst case scenario. I get images or thoughts in my head just for what it's worth. Those are called intrusive thoughts or intrusive images. They're very common with anxiety disorders and OCD and panic phobia, all that kind of stuff. So I get those and I will have them probably 
I don't know, every minute of something terrible that's going to happen to my kids. And I've learned every that... Every minute you get that? Probably. Yeah. I get constant. I They used to be constant, and I used to listen to them and pay attention to them all mm-hmm. the time. And then I learned that they're just bits of language. They're just don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to act on them. So I get that little bit of information like in my head and I worry that the kid's going to fall down the stairs or I worry right. that they're going to bunk their head or they're going to cut themselves or they're going to fall. And I've learned to just count to five and see what they're going to do. And obviously if they're about to fall off a dock or something, I'm going to grab them. But even like earlier today, the baby was like walking on the dock and he looked like he was about to go into the water. Like he was like looking like he was going to climb over like into the water. Maybe I thought maybe he thought it was like the ground that he was going to land on and not know his water. And he kind of like started with like his little chubby foot, like going to the water. And then he was like, meh, nope. And then he like turned around and like decided not to. And I was like, okay, I'm glad I didn't act. Like if yes. I pulled him away, he wouldn't have learned. Like he figured that out on his own. Now, sometimes they don't like... Right. Accidents my, happen. Yeah. My middle guy fell off the monkey bars two months ago and broke his arm. Uh, so it does happen sometimes. But generally, we have very few accidents considering how hazardous things are generally. So, yeah, I learned this thing of like ever like the, with ever since my, my oldest was a baby, it was just like count to five and see what they're going to do next. And then a lot of times if my brain is saying like this bad thing's going to happen, you question. This is kind of a, a tactic for working with a lot of anxiety disorders is, um, well, and then what? So it's like, OK, he's going to fall down the stairs. Well, and then what? If the answer is like he'll crack open his head and like he yeah. could die, it's like, all right, well, then act. If the and then what is... Well, then he gets hurt, but like more surprised and he's probably going to be fine. Then I kind of tell myself to back off. So what is off limits for you as a mother then? Well, the baby grabbed a paring knife out of (laughs) the dishwasher and then um, walked through the house with it and then was sticking it through the screen at the front of our house. What? And that's when we said, oh, we're going to take that. (laughs) So like we... So yeah, sometimes was random- that here? No, that was a couple of weeks ago. No. Oh, you have a screen door there. Okay, got it. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. of screen doors is only a Michigan thing. I know no, it's not. I know it's a Queens thing too. <laughs> it's definitely not an LA thing. Oh yeah, it's not. Huh? Yeah, yeah. it was at home, and uh, or I don't know, just like the kids, the old my older guys, like jumping around on bunk beds and then like pushing each other off and like doing flips off of them into the mattress and. You know, my again, like for the whoever needs to know, my um, husband is an emergency room doctor, and I think that I probably do also know that he's going to be there, and like he's been there for emergencies before. We always have a suture kit on us, so it's like, you know, I. But I'm sure you, this is so annoying, and we probably talked about this in our last conversation. But I'm so mad that Adam is not a doctor, and mm. and he's not super tech savvy because I've been trying to work on my Atomic Moms podcast website forever and people are total flakes. And I also wish um, that he could look in Eliza's ear right now and be like, oh yeah, she's not napping and tugging on her ear because she has an earache. Well, to be fair, I had to hire someone to do my website because Baker and I could not get our act together because we just don't have any time. Like that's the whole thing. Like We'd be on, you know, a weekend or a Friday night or a random time. And it was like, can you do this for me? And we literally had no time. It was like, do I hire someone to watch the kids so that we can work on this? Or do I just hire someone to do this? 
That's what I did. <laughs> so, and actually a lot of the ear infection stuff is like more of my call. I'll say I think it's an ear infection and he thinks it's some kind of weird crazy disease thing. And he then, does? Yeah. And then I, or he, or he thinks it's nothing. And then we go to, um, I bring him to the doctor and sure enough, it's an ear infection. It's actually become a joke with us is that I'm always the one with the instincts of like, um, the weird diaper rash or like the hand, foot and mouth symptoms, like that kind of stuff. So to be fair, I feel like we're a good combo. Hey, Wells, do me a favor, buddy. Just don't touch the car. Like, if you're sitting it, just don't touch on it because every time you bang it, you'll hear it. We're recording. Oh, I didn't know you were. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So that's sort of my free-range parenting thing. I, I guess to get to some of the judgment, this is probably my biggest challenge. And again, I wouldn't ever identify, like, as a free-range parenting person because I don't, I don't know enough about it. I don't know if there's, like, a pledge mm-hmm. you have to take or, like, a, a book you have to read. But, like, I, <laughs> I didn't do that. But I... And big on like letting our almost seven year old walk to the end of our block by himself. We'll tell everyone where you live. Well, and we live in kind of yeah. We live in Queens, but we live in like kind of a cool neighborhood in Queens. It's like it's almost all immigrant families, and everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. But you know, the problem is that it's a lot of very well meaning older women will walk by him and think that he's lost or will think that something's wrong. And so we had to <laughs> Who teach is him. this white child? Yes. Why, why, why is there a white child in our neighborhood? Why isn't the anxious white yes. mother nearby? And what's going on? And so they pester him a lot. And, and lots of cars. <laughs> yes, lots of cars. And like, yeah. And like a lot of weird stuff going on. Like, <laughs> but... You know, like people who are very mentally ill and very, like clearly very homeless and like, but we've like taught him about a lot of that stuff and he asks questions and, you know, we try to answer them, but, you know, he'll go across the, um, this, you know, just down our block and we've had to teach him to say, my name is James. My mom knows she's, my mom knows I'm here and I'm learning independence. <gasps> so that's what he says. And it's been working out fine. This is so good. I'm so glad I asked you this question. I'm really <laughs> patting myself on the back here. Oh, no, I'm impressed with you. <laughs> All week, Emily's been like, that was really kind. Or like, you really are calling people out in a positive manner, Thank which is probably you. the first time that's ever happened at this family cottage. Well, this place has kind of changed. It's like, changed. Can we talk yeah. about that a little yes, bit? Because yes. listeners get a little hint of what my yeah. background is, but I feel like I'm pretty quiet about it. Yeah. Um, so will you share my side the shift? It? Yeah. Or what you well, notice? Mine will be as like the, the in-law. Like I've been coming up here since I was, I don't know, I guess in college, 19. And um, it was just a very beautiful you know, kind of a beautiful house that was part of my husband's family for generations and, you know, tons of history. But it was tough because it was kind of owned and run by a, a different generation and there were lots of rules and I was kind of told lots of rules. And when I first met Ellie, one of the first conversations we had were about the rules at it. Grand Lake. Um, and there, it was, you know, it was just kind of a different vibe. And now the new generation, like Ellie's mom is kind of in charge and um, has taken it on, which I give her so much credit yeah, for because, oh my God. Me too. By yeah. the way, nobody, I mean, we're talking about family legacy and stuff. The four kids, my mom and her three siblings, Emily yeah. and I saw them all in the water together. We like witnessed them playing and like having fun and being silly in 
the lake and it was like with, with everyone and just in the, like the sun was going down and, and it was so important. Like it was in such a an important moment. Years, yeah. I wouldn't, I would have yeah. never thought that I'd ever see that. And There's I, been so I, much family drama. I never thought that the four adult children yeah. would be able to like go swimming in that lake together, which I've never seen my whole life. Yeah. And they probably haven't done since they were 14 years old. Yeah. And it's all because we were up here for my grandmother's memorial service. Yeah. And then that makes me kind of, it was a beautiful service. Of course, Sabrina accosted the bagpiper mm-hmm. and she was trying to show her what to do. Mm-hmm. And Sabrina immediately starts trying to blow into the thing. Mm-hmm. And you could see the bagpiper being like, oh, I'm going to have to sanitize <laughs> this now. But it was, it was a beautiful weekend, but it also made me sad because it was like, oh, when my girl's our grown-ups, I want to still see them playing. Like, I don't want it to have to be that I pass mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's what's so cool. Is like, I think that watching your, you know, your mom and my, my father-in-law and, like, you know, their siblings all being in the water together, like, each one of them had to do their part to make that happen. You know, like, one of them could have been kind of in a sour mood or bitter about something or feeling angry or hurt, but they all seemed to agree that this was more important. Like, I, I like, watched that actively happen mm-hmm. um because each person was like a, a an active participant and i thought that was really really cool and it just gives me a lot of hope for you know family dynamics can shift at any time and i was you know people ask me all the time like do you think people can change is this i'm like i would not do my job if i didn't think people could change like i'm a therapist like of course they can change you know like so that's good. that's the basis of my entire career is that people are completely able to change. So I, and I watched it happen. Like I've known, I've been part of this family for almost 17 years and I like watched something really, really cool happen. And again, it, it took effort and everyone did their part, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I was very impressed. It also made me think that even though children are such a pain in the ass, <laughs> they really can bring mm. everyone together. Yep. Because I think part of what made this week so special was that I had my two girls and you had your three boys. Mm-hmm. And when I had Sabrina and it was, and I was here by myself, like, you're just like, oh my God, I'm with the baby all day oh, you're never gonna and break. no one's going to help me <laughs> and there's no break and everyone else is doing cool things. Yes. Like, I read a book and I'm so resentful. Yes. Once there's <laughs> enough kids involved and there's enough chaos. Yes. I have a great time. Yeah. And the kids kind of are at that age now where they play together and you know, are watching themselves. And so we just, and we have enough adults. I feel like it's shifted now with like, we have a few more adults who are willing to participate. Well, thank um, God. Yeah, seriously. Wells and, Wells Lisa. and Lisa. Oh my God. Uh, Emily's brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Whose wedding we were talking about yes! last time. Oh right? my God. Full circle. I have, again, been part of this family for long enough to have heard stories upon stories about, you know, my husband's experience of being a, a little baby or a kid yeah. here. And so the fact that I've been letting Thomas walk around without a diaper just because he kept jumping in the water. And so I was sort of walking around and watching him and watching him and watching him. And suddenly then my middle guy, who has like a lot of emotions, (laughs) he's a very sweet and sensitive kiddo, but he just like got all worked up about something and needed my attention. So I kind of turned my head and I was talking to him. And sure enough, Thomas just took a giant dump like on right near the porch, which I know is kind of a sacred part of the house. And I, and 
nobody said anything. No one was like, ew. Like, everyone's like, oh, that's fine. Like, and I turned away because no one wanted to help. Well, no one wanted to help. Except for Lisa. Except for Lisa, because Thomas had like stepped in it and it was like, but I still thought it was like remarkable that, I mean, that could have caused like a family feud, you know, like years ago. Me being. My grandfather, forget about it. Oh, no, it would have been so bad. Right. So I thought, I was like, wow, we've come very far. (laughs) We've come so far. Yeah. Okay, we're in the minivan. Tell me about road tripping. Your family, my husband's family, um, they have these really kind of meaningful places in West Virginia and in Michigan. And so we live in Queens, but we've lived in Cambridge. We've lived in Philadelphia. So we kind of our trips, because my husband was in med school and then he was a resident, so we could never really go on big trips, but we would just do these family trips and... um, we learned that you can just do these road trips and yeah, we have a whole system. Yeah. Tell Um, us the system. Cause I, we drove three hours hmm. across the state Mm -hmm. and it was terrible. Yeah. It was like (laughs) with Eliza. It was just 16 hours here. 16 hours. Well, that's a tough age though. Eliza and Thomas are both at a tough age. This is by far the toughest because it's like, they're not teeny babies anymore. Yeah. And they're really active and all they want to be doing is like moving around. Um, but they're not old enough that they can be enticed with a video for a little bit or snacks or books or games. Whereas my older guys, one of the funniest things that we'll do is on the drive out someplace, we'll like mark down all the things that we see. And then on the way back, we'll make like a bingo card. So like... Um, but it's like always supposed to be funny stuff because my kids are gross and like they like the funny stuff. So like... Um, like smelling cow poop or like seeing like, I don't know if Thomas has a stinky diaper, like, you know, like all these like kind of weird things, seeing horses or, um, farms and like, that's great. Gra- like gas station toilets and things like that. So like, like we'll make that little keep list. Them? Cause that would be such a funny game to keep. I know I have them some of sometimes like we have them around, but mostly it's, you know, and then that kind of keeps them active. Obviously the baby can't do those, but um, we love, or at least my older one likes the Harry Potter, um, audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really fun. So this is our rule. So we get up early, kids get in there, they can sleep, but they normally don't sleep because they're normally excited about where we're going. Either we're going to the place or we're coming home. So then we say, okay, two hours, you guys have to just chill. We might have some snacks. Even though I know in the podcast, you said that we're not supposed to have snacks in the car because they're choking, but we still do. Yeah. I, I hear you. I know. Well, one of them can tell you that the other one's choking. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. They're old enough, apparently. Uh, again, the I intrusive image in what my mind yes. is like, okay. oh, terrible things. And it's like, what's the likelihood? Probably not that high. I'll keep right. an eye out. <laughs> I understand it for babies. Though. Yeah. So then they have two hours where they can look at books, even though I get car sick, but they don't get as car sick in the car. I wish I didn't. I, I know. Do. They look at books so they can, you know, listen to music or, you know, like we'll put on music for their requests or whatever. And then at two hours, they're allowed to watch a a movie. So we just have like a cheapo, like Amazon Fire. We set that up. And if they fight over what movie we're playing, it goes off. And on Amazon... How do you say that to them? It's like, it's like if there's fighting, usually there's like a warning. And then if they do it again, then it's What's a warning sound like in your minivan? In my minivan? Guys, one more time. One more time and it goes off. (laughs) That's my my angry mom voice. One more. (laughs) Good. As I'm okay. like driving and the baby's screaming. Um, <laughs> and Baker is like so sweet and he's like, but he has such a good dad, like yeah. voice if he needs to. But 
Yeah. And so then they can watch something. And the cool thing is that Amazon Prime, you can download um, uh, like movies like temporarily. Yeah. So then we'll play those and then they watch one movie and then we stop and get a meal. Like, so then we like stop, usually stop at a playground. Do you know where you're going to get a meal? No. Or where this playground is? How do you find a playground? You go into Google Maps and you go to the nearest playground and then you drive there. And we have found the <sighs> coolest playgrounds like in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Oh my God. Yeah. And you stop there and you, Adam, you, <laughs> if Adam's listening to this right now, he's breaking out in hives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the idea of going like yeah. off-roading to a playground. Yeah. But you have to because they you gotta, have to. They get the ants out of their pants. Baker doesn't, <laughs> if we're in a hurry or it's like, we're, if honestly, if we're in a good place and the kids are not complaining, then we'll keep going. We'll go as long as we possibly can. But yeah, usually we'll do like, we'll stop at the playground. The kids can run around. We'll have, Usually it's 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. We'll eat lunch. Um, and usually we bring food for ourselves, but sometimes we get like Panera or something. And then um, and then we get back in the car and then two more hours and then you can watch another movie. And then, Oh my God. Yeah. So have another two hours without a movie. Yeah. What do they do? Uh, they get kind of cranky, but I want them to like figure it out. Like I, again, like I'll keep an eye on the clock and I'm usually tempted to like, up the time a little bit or decrease the time a little bit. But mm-hmm. usually, honestly, like usually that's when they take a nap right? or they right. are, you know, playing a game or like making up weird songs or something like that. What are you but, doing? Um, for a long time, it was like enjoying the rare bit of time with my husband, like so in the car. Just chat. Yeah. It was sort of like, but then whoever's driving actually has it easier. The person in the passenger seat has to work a lot harder. So we just trade off who gets to drive. What do you do in the passenger seat? What are you the jobs? You have to the be duties? like, you feel like a waitress. Like it's, I mean, if all <laughs> kids throw are, crap in the yeah, back. seriously. It's like, if all the kids are sleeping, yeah. then, oh, we, we, we call it the hat trick. So if all three kids are sleeping, we get the hat trick and then we're allowed to listen to any political <laughs> podcast we want. Say, like, how do you do it? Yeah. Yeah. We listen to some crazy like political stuff or like we're listening to some books on tape or audiobooks. Or we just like talk or just enjoy it. You know what I did actually on the way out here is a client of mine had recommended the listen. Have you ever seen on the New York Times? It's like the 36 questions to fall in love. Yes, I, I did it with Adam. Yeah, I did that on the way out here. And with I was Baker. Yeah. Oh my God. And, that's so cool. Yeah, because I've always wanted to do it. And he, he's put it off and he gets silly and like, let's not do this. And I was like, if all three kids fall asleep, we're going to do this. And we did. And it was so funny and it was cute and fun and interesting. And I had a good time. So, well, I want to hear more tricks, but I do want to get in this relationship yeah. tip from you that you gave us last night. Give us the exercise. Oh, is it good? For partners. Oh, okay. Well, this is, yeah, this is sort of something I like to do with partners, especially who are parents and don't see each other very often is um, like, if I have a couple that I'm seeing, I'll recommend this. And I will say, I want both people to kind of take a moment and check in with their bodies and just notice how they're feeling. And then I want each person to take a turn saying something that they find very positive or that they really love about the other person. Um, And the the trick is that you can't say something that's in your head. It has to be something that you feel. Um, Because in your head, people will say things like it's just too, they try to say what they think I want them to say Uh or what the other person, but if they say it in their body, it's always amazing how people are like, oh my God, 
like especially the husbands will be like, I, this is stupid. But in my chest, I kind of feel that I love the way that she puts her hair back like that. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's it, you know. And like you let them feel it and have them look at each other in the eyes and like s- express it. And it's almost like I feel it from my hips or I feel it from my nose or something. Uh, and then I'm giving you this positive thing. And then the person has to like receive it. So like, where, where can you receive in your body? Okay. I receive it in like, for some reason, my stomach can take it or my eyes can take it or my smile or something. And then you have to go back and forth. Um, and I like five cause I think that's a good number. I would always want to hear five nice things from my husband. So I think that's a nice amount. And the amazing thing is how often, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but like, you don't look at your partner in the eyes, like when you just like mm-hmm. in life and you're like co-parenting and working and, and trying to do everything. So just like actually staring, like giving and receiving, like, and staring at each other in the eyes, I just feel like can create a lot of love and a lot of openness. And like, a, we call that like in somatic experience, like a resource, like it creates a resource that you can then do some kind of hard work. You know, you can talk about things that you don't want to talk about or that are upsetting or, or that you're kind of stuck on, but you, and then go back when needed, if you're getting overwhelmed, go back to that resource. Like, well, remember, like, if you're getting overwhelmed right now, like notice your chest again. Remember when she said that nice thing to you, can you feel that again? You know, and kind of going back and forth. And I don't know, I find it to, it's pretty effective. What do you do when you feel frustrated with the kids and your partner on the road trips? Because there's no escape. Hmm. I think that's just kind of a given. Like, I mean, a lot of times my husband and I will just say like, they are little kids they're not in control right now. And they didn't, like, they're going to be glad when we're in West Virginia at this, like, beautiful place that they can, like, run around and do fun stuff. But this isn't their choice. So, like, they're allowed to be a little cranky. And, Mm. you know, if they, again, so then the whole two-hour thing of, like, waiting for a movie, if that's still going on, then say I'm in the passenger seat, then I will climb into the back and, you know, color like draw I'll draw like a stupid picture or something and be like all right Jack you can color this one in and then like I'll go you know like sort of give them a little bit of time I feel like that helps yeah and I feel like Baker like will like just like play silly games with them or something like that I mean it's a lot of work this is when I feel like being an only child for a really long time yeah until I was in third grade I these are tricks that I never learned because I didn't ever do those things like yeah I, I mean I'm giving you credit for coming up with a lot of oh, this yourself I'm sure no I mean it's, but yeah I didn't play with other first graders in the back seat yeah of my car ever yeah so it was just me and my mom and Oof. I would just sort of like yes. stare out the window I have no idea what we did I think we just listened to NPR and I'd complain about NPR nice. I think that's all we did I love thinking that your mom listens to NPR I'm one of three in the middle and my older sister is 18 months older than me and my younger sister is four years younger than me. And like, we would just be on these car trips in our minivan, like with my parents and my dad is really silly and fun. And like, we would just make up these games and like my sister and I were laughing, my younger sister and I, where there was like a game where like, <laughs> if you got it wrong, you'd have to lick the other person's foot. Oh my God. Sabrina we would like, her pants. She would doing? love that so much. We were like, what were we doing? And she's like, I don't know. I think I oh made that one God, up. That's so funny. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, she's going to that kind of silly stuff. Yeah. That's great. See, that's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, you also love camping, and then mm-hmm. we'll round this out because I know you're supposed to feed our whole family. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go make the margaritas. Yeah, make the margaritas too. Yeah. Uh, camping, though, is a big deal for you guys. Yeah. Can you give me 
off the top of your head, tips yes. for a family of young children going camping this yes. summer. Yes. Okay. The first one is there's no set bedtime because it's tough to go to sleep at your normal bedtime when you're outside and it's summertime and the sun is out until, yeah. you know, 9.30. We're in northern Michigan and it's light out to like 10.30. Yeah, night. seriously. And so... That's when Sabrina's been going to bed. That was... No, that's... My kids and they've been sleeping until like 9.30. It's yeah. really incredible. Um, But that was always a rule when I was growing up camping that's was great. you could kind of stay up as late as you wanted. Um, And... I would say another one is just teach them a lot about the fire, like the the campfire. Oh. And the more they understand it, the like they're not going to be afraid of it, but they're going to understand what it is. Whereas whenever that's again like the when we're camping and the kids are around the fire, if other adults see them, they think that maybe they need to like intervene or something. They think like we don't know, and I'm like, no, we've been doing this since they were babies like they know what a campfire is are you ever afraid of them tripping yes that's the only yeah that's I'm the afraid one thing. of me tripping so that's why I yeah yeah and again like because Thomas is is still kind of just like oh my like a toddler you have him next to the fire yeah okay and again that's where like my intrusive images come in and yeah yeah all sorts of terrible <laughs> stuff but that's why I do that. I count to five. And typically... But what if he's he, in the fire by five? I know. That's a risk. I know. That's a risk, man. But that's... That is it is, worth the risk? Yeah. So the, if the question is, if, if in my head I've done a little calculation, again, sometimes I'm wrong about this stuff, but like... <laughs> I hope not with this one. <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, if he is getting too close to the fire... And I think, you know what, it's not worth it because if he fell, that's a really hot fire and that would be, mm. you know, a hospital stay, then I pick him up, you know. But if he's sort of toddling around and he's sort of interested and he's doing something else, I kind of just, again, do the like count to five thing, keep a really close eye on him, make sure I'm always within an arm's distance of him and generally he does well. Thank you so much, Emily. Thanks this for having me. This has been a real pleasure. I know. Well, it's been such a treat spending time with you and your very awesome family. Thank you for co-captaining in your minivan with me. Thanks for sitting here. It's been delightful. Okay, everybody. Until next week, (laughs) trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, rock rock on, on Atomic Atomic Moms. Moms.